Welcome to the Arborist News audio podcast, brought to you by the International Society of Arboriculture. This audio version of the Arborist News CEU article is voiced by Paul Johnson, Urban Forestry Program Coordinator with Texas A&M Forest Service. This month's article is Part 2 of Tree Injection by Sean Burnick and E. Thomas Smiley. Tree Injection, Part 2 by Sean Burnick and E. Thomas Smiley. Objectives. Outline the considerations necessary for selecting the proper location of injection holes. Describe how to drill injection holes. Explain the process of administering injections. On administering injections, upon arriving at the site, you should inspect the overall health of the tree and inspect the lower trunk and root flare for any decay or visible damage that may impede uptake. Also inspect the canopy for significant dieback or stress because those factors can compromise uptake time and distribution. Read, understand, and follow both the manufacturer's instructions for the tree injection device and the label for the treatment material to be applied. An individual should select the injection sites based on the product label and the injection device instructions. The number of injection sites varies with the tree injection method, from as many as 2 per inch, 2.5 centimeter of diameter at breast height, DVH, for macro infusion applications, to as few as 1 quarter per inch of DVH for some micro injections. Space the injection sites evenly around the tree. Space the injection sites at least 4 inches, 10 centimeters apart, to minimize coalescence of compartmentalization reaction zones around injection sites. Root flares are preferred for injection site placement because they provide access to significantly more sapwood tissue, which aids in uniform distribution of the product throughout the tree. Avoid locations higher on the trunk because product distribution will be limited. Make injections into healthy tissue. Avoid damaged, decayed, or dead areas and areas in close proximity to previous injection sites. Those sites will negatively impact uptake and effectiveness. If a hole is inadvertently drilled into decayed tissue, drill a new hole where decay will not be penetrated. If the root flare is not visible, carefully excavate and expose the root flare with an air excavation tool, shovel, or hand trowel. Thoroughly brush off soil and debris with a stiff, non-wire brush to help extend the life of your drill bit and minimize soil contamination of the drill holes. Excavate enough root flare so that the injection sites can be placed a minimum of 4 to 8 inches, 10 to 20 centimeters, below the top of the root flare or at a midway or lower point between the vertical trunk and horizontal lateral roots. Injection sites can be located lower on the buttress roots if desired. Root bark tends to be thinner and of a more consistent thickness than trunk bark, so it is easier to drill to a consistent depth on roots that were previously buried. If you drill a hole into an area where the xylem does not readily allow uptake, drill a new hole far enough to the side or above the original hole such that the treatment does not weep out of another hole. Drill bits. Sharp, high helix, or brad point drill bits are preferred for drilling trunk injection holes because they cut clean holes that leave wood vessels open. Open vessels allow faster uptake and shorter injection times. Dull bits can close vessels with heat or wood fragments. Drill bits should be replaced or sharpened after drilling no more than 10 medium to large trees. Drilling angle. Position yourself so that you can drill a hole at the desired angle without having to change position. The angle of the drill hole can vary from perpendicular to slightly angled depending upon the injection device being used. Refer to the manufacturer's instructions. Drill hole depth. Hole depth should be determined by the thickness of the injection port, bark thickness, and relative amount of active xylem. Ideally, the hole will be an active xylem with a short distance between the end of the injection port and the bottom of the hole. 
Inject the treatments at a depth that places as much of the treatment as possible within the sapwood. This depth will vary with tree species. If holes are too shallow, the injection port may not fit securely in the hole, which can prevent sealing and result in excessive leakage. Drilling holes well beyond the active xylem may result in slow uptake and uneven distribution and cause excessive wounding of the tree. Heartwood is non-conductive in almost all tree species. For ring-porous hardwoods, where the current year's growth contains the most active xylem, drill hole depth is typically slightly deeper than the minimum depth required by the injection port. For diffuse porous hardwoods, which tend to have active xylem for two to four years or even more, a typical drill depth of three quarters to one half inch, 1.9 to 3.8 centimeters deep. Drill depth in conifers may be one and a half to three inches, 3.8 to 7.6 centimeters deep. With resinous conifers, the injection must be performed rapidly and often at a higher pressure to prevent resin flow into the injection holes and equipment. Hole depth is measured from the cambium into the wood. Bark thickness is not included in the depth measurement. If heartwood is evident in the wood shavings, the hole is deeper than desirable. On trees with a uniform bark thickness, the appropriate hole depth can be marked on the drill bit with a band of electrical tape to ensure consistent hole depth. Drill speed. Set the drill to its lowest speed setting. Slower drill speeds allow for clean injection holes and for open wood vessels. Faster speeds generate more heat and may cauterize, burn and close, vessels. Drill the entire depth of the hole without interruption. Once the desired depth is reached, pull the drill bit out immediately. Spinning the drill may close xylem vessels, resulting in increased uptake time. Follow the pesticide label and the instructions for the injection device to determine the dosage required. With some microinjection devices, no mixing is required. With other microinjection devices, mixing is done before drilling so that the application can be made as quickly as possible after the holes are drilled. Many macroinjection systems must first be primed with water to eliminate air bubbles and to check for leakage. Therefore, mixing occurs after holes are drilled and the injection ports are installed into the tree. Dosage can vary between microinjection devices, and the devices require calibration to ensure their settings are accurate. Calibration is accomplished by setting the device at the desired rate and injecting into a graduated cylinder to confirm it is delivering the correct amount of liquid. Once the device is calibrated, it can be filled with the treatment solution and air bubbles can be removed. Calibrate devices at the beginning of each workday and after every three to four hours of operation. If using a material that requires dilution with water, ensure that the water is free of sediment and impurities and is compatible with the pesticide formulation being used. Impurities in sediment can impede the movement of solution through the tree injection devices and the xylem, as well as reduce the working life of the equipment. In addition, water with a pH that is incompatible with the pesticide formulation may result in loss of efficacy as a result of precipitation or neutralization of the active ingredient. Some injection systems have plastic or metal plugs with a permeable self-closing port which are set into the drilled hole. The treatment is injected through the permeable port and is trapped inside the reservoir created behind the plug. These plugs also allow for multiple injections into the same hole while performing an application. However, after the wood vessels have been closed with tyloses or resin, additional material will not be transported effectively within the tree and new drill holes will be required. In some cases, this can happen rapidly. When using plugs, set them with the top of the plug just below the cambium so that they do not restrict flow into the xylem and do not allow movement into the phloem. 
To minimize potential damage caused by drilling larger holes to accommodate plugs, test each new tree species being injected for its ability to take up the treatment by first trying to inject the tree without plugs, if the injection system allows. If uptake times are acceptable, then no plug is needed. If uptake times are excessive or material leakage is unacceptable, test the smallest diameter plug that is available. Repeat the test injection, and if injection times are excessive, move to a larger plug. After testing the species and treatment combinations in an area, use the optimal plug size with other trees of the same species receiving the same treatment. To help minimize damage to the tree, use a hole of the smallest diameter and shallowest depth practical. Plugs are often used in treating palms, and because palms do not compartmentalize the same as trees, treatments can often be injected into the same plug for several years. Insert the injection port, nozzle, needle, tip, T, gun, firmly and to a depth that ensures the solution will be delivered into the hole with no or minimal leakage. Refer to the injection system's user guide to determine whether light tapping with a mallet should be performed to create a firm seal. Check the tip of the injection port before insertion into the hole and on a frequent basis to ensure that it is not clogged or bent. Plug tips can prevent a portion of the xylem from receiving chemical and can result in uneven uptake and distribution. When using macro-injection devices that have multi-point harnesses, remove air bubbles from the tubes to allow for uniform flow and distribution of the treatment through the injection system. This is usually done with water in the system before the treatment has been added. Not doing so may result in slower uptake, insufficient or inconsistent application pressure, and uneven distribution throughout the tree. The pressure used for application will depend upon the device being used. Infusion pressure is typically in the range of 0 to 3 pounds per square inch, PSI, 0 to 0.2 bar. High pressure injection devices can develop 15 to 300 PSI, 1 to 20.7 bar, or greater. Excessive pressure can result in damage to the bark, cambium, or xylem, or the injection device could disconnect from the tree or begin to leak. If pressure causes the outer bark to bubble or separate from the cambial layer, the cambial layer can desiccate and die, resulting in extensive damage to a relatively large area around the injection hole. Too little pressure will result in longer application times. To ensure maximum treatment effectiveness, administer the full dose. High-volume treatments or treatments applied with low pressure may require a significant amount of uptake time, hours. Follow the product label instructions regarding monitoring of the injections. Applicators should remain on-site until the full dosage is administered and the injection device is removed. Remove disposable capsule injectors from the tree when the treatment material has been taken up. Do not leave injection devices unattended on trees for prolonged periods of time where the general public has access to them. Most microinjectors are designed so that you can see or feel when the solution is not moving well into the tree. When this situation occurs, many devices allow for relocation of the injection port to an area that will provide for more rapid uptake. After you've completed a treatment, clean any reusable devices according to manufacturer's instructions. This typically involves flushing the system with water or a solvent specified by the manufacturer. In many cases, the wash water can be injected into the tree or mixed into a pesticide spray tank. Reusable injectors may need lubrication with a product designed for longer-term storage, as defined by the manufacturer. Thank you for listening to this month's Arborist News audio podcast. An online quiz worth one CEU is available now to current ISA members. This quiz will become available to non-members in June 2017. Visit the ISA web store and search for online quizzes for the most recent CEU opportunities.
Arborist News is ISA's bi-monthly serial publication that provides readers with the latest in arboricultural news and education. This magazine is an ISA member benefit and offers opportunities for ISA credential holders to earn CEUs. Become a member today to start receiving Arborist News in your mailbox or your inbox. That concludes this episode. Please check back for the next Arborist News audio.